0: And welcome to the program, UFO warning. Today's topic: abductees' clothing tested. Now, this story comes to us from the BlackVault.com. They have released information involving a possible case of UFO abduction and the results of tests on clothing from two of the possible abductees. It says here at the Black Vault. On August 29th and 30th, 2014, two men were on a fishing camping trip at an Ohio State Park, Salt Fork, Cambridge, Ohio. The older man, 43, was accompanied by a younger man, 19, who was a friend of his daughter. The older man is a construction worker who owns his own business. They were camped by the lake shore with chairs about two feet from the water and would routinely stoke the fire every hour. There was no one else in the vicinity. Late in the evening, the two men saw a light low in the sky. It moved back and forth to treetop level. About 1.30 a.m., they heard a shrill woman-sounding voice. It should be noted that many stories of high strangers abound. Bigfoot, hauntings, UFOs at Salt Fork. There is a cave in the park with a waterfall where a girl supposedly died. The men became increasingly nervous. After 1.30 a.m., the older man's wife and daughter could not contact them. The men, who have no recollection of what happened, for three hours. They became aware at 5.19 a.m. in the morning. The fire was out. The men grabbed their belongings and changed clothes. As the older man changed clothes, he noticed that his shirt was inside out. It should be noted that no alcohol was in their cooler, only water. Now they go on to explain that the clothing articles uh, had been sent to a laboratory to be tested. So this tells me that these two individuals, even though uh, they remain anonymous, actually do believe they experienced something. I think it's uh, also interesting that the one gentleman says his shirt was turned inside out, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, we see this with a lot of the cases that David Politis talks about with the missing people, when they do occasionally find a, a person or a person's body, it seems as though oftentimes the clothes is not aren't put on correctly, the shoes are on the wrong feet, uh, pants or shirts inside out, it's as if whoever or whatever is dressing them is either in a hurry or doesn't exactly realize how the clothes fit. It goes on to say here in the article, it it describes here now the black vault, they're describing the test that was undertaken, and it says there are two objectives of this analysis. And they've got the uh, actual um, test documents. They've released them on the black vault like they do with a lot of a lot of documents, and they're just there. You can go over there and check it out yourself, theblackspot.com, or you can go to my blog, ufowarning.blogspot.com, and there's a link. Now it says, there are two objectives of this analysis. The first is to identify any stains and spots left on various pieces of clothing for anomalies which may be related to the abduction. The second is to compare these results to two analyses, one done on the dress Betty Hill wore during her abduction and the other done on an experiencer's t-shirt worn during an abduction in Winnipeg, Canada. It says, quote, To date, this laboratory has examined clothing from four experiencers beside the two salt fork, salt fork experiencers. The clothing worn during the abductions of Betty Hill, that's her dress, and a Canadian experiencer's t-shirt were examined. Then it says tables comparing the clothing are presented at the end of this section. Now you can go over to theblackvault.com and you can actually look at the tables. It says they display the type of clothing, clothing history, fiber appearance, fiber dye changes, if any, a particular amount, analysis, and indicates where a common component was found in all four experiencers' clothing. The common component is a long-chain Carboxylic acid, specifically it may be a stearic acid zinc salt. This was the only commonality found in the clothing. Long chain carboxylic acid salts are very ordinary materials and were not thought to be anomalous in previous analysis on the Betty Hill dress and the Canadian Experiencers t-shirt. However, it was also found on some selected pieces of the clothing from both salt fork experiencers in these analyses, While steric acid zinc salt is a possibility in the clothing in all four experiences, there is additionally an indication of steric acid calcium salt in the salt fork older man's sweatshirt. Long chain carboxylic acid salts have many uses. Some include bar soap and stick deodorant and personal hygiene products. So there is a probability that some may originate from these products. However, some of the locations of the carboxylic acid salt on some experiencers' clothing tend to rule these sources out. For example, it was on the front skirt midsection of Betty Hill's dress, upper front left and lower right of the salt fork older man's cargo shorts, the front right pocket and back right pocket of the salt fork younger man's cargo shorts, Moreover, it has been reported that experiencers commonly have UV fluorescing material on them or on their clothing. The long-chain carbolic acid salts, for the most part, were found in the UV fluorescing areas of the salt for clothing. So we just stop and think about that for a second. Now, if you go back, if you go over to the vault, uh, blackvault.com, they actually have pictures of uh, the clothing articles from uh, the alleged the alleged abduction of the two Salt Fork men in Ohio, and what you find there is there's a couple of spots on each of those clo- articles of clothing that have um, that light up under fluorescent light, UV light, and the weird thing about this is it's in the same spot as, as this carbolic acid they're talking about this common uh this common chemical that's found in all of the different abductees clothing but the thing with the salt forks case the older gentleman remember he says he woke up with his shirt on inside out so it's weird that it would end up on the sleeve and you can look at the picture and you can see where it's fluorescing at it's almost like it almost makes you think that if this stuff comes from something common like detergent or, or more likely from uh, deodorant, underarm deodorant, it could be. But it's like it's like maybe this stuff got put there because these people, as they were as they were abducted, maybe they were undressed when they underwent these physical examinations, whether they remembered them or not, and then as. Whatever abducted them put their clothes back on in this haphazard matter. Maybe that's when it came in contact with uh, the deodorant that was already on their body applied somewhere. Or perhaps this chemical has something in common with whatever it is that, that abducted them. Because it's strange that it especially shows up in these areas that, that show up under ultraviolet light. What the connection is there, we're not quite sure. But there is. it seems like something's going on. Now they go on to say the long chain carboxylic acid salts, for the most part, were found in the UV. The long chain carboxylic acid salts, for the most part, were found in the UV fluorescing areas. It does seem strange that these that these carboxylic acids that were on all of the abductees' clothing only showed up in small parts of the clothing, and they only showed up in the areas. That fluoresced under UV light. That's that's the part that I don't get. It says this analysis therefore flags this material as possibly being connected to an abduction. Now this is the lab talking, and to be looked for in future clothing from experiences. More data are needed from other experiences to establish whether this is is the needle in the haystack. It should be noted that some that something does not have to be exotic or of unknown composition to be of alien origin. Exactly what these findings tell us is uncertain, but what is for sure is that all of the abductee evidence tested does show at least one common trait. Perhaps more testing of other abductees evidence uh, could offer a scientific breakthrough. This is me speaking. Many Many of us are looking for this evidence. But the problem that we're running into right now is this evidence is being gathered up by multiple uh, UFO investigating entities. Whether it's Tom DeLong's group or whether it's these other ones that are sprouting up. These folks are going around, they're collecting the UFO evidence. And then this UFO evidence is being whisked off to some private lab somewhere or some government military lab where we're never going to be able to see the results of the test. Now can you see can you see the difference here what happens when you have transparency and disclosure versus non-transparency and a lack of disclosure? In this case with this with these two gentlemen that believe that they might have been abducted, they're in Ohio. Even though it's been 5 years now, the evidence finally comes out through the blackvault.com where the clothing that they were wearing was tested. And because this was done in a transparent setting, we're finally able to examine a full uh, scientific uh, description of what was found in the clothing. We're able to compare that to uh, scientific tests that have been done on other abductees, or at least alleged abductees' clothing, and find the commonalities. And this is how you're able to reach conclusions as far as investigating this UFO phenomena. But unfortunately, the trend happening now is, it seems like a lot of people are seeing a profit motive involved with anything uh, connected to the UFO phenomenon. Because there's a chance you could discover some new chemical combination that could bring you a lot of money. So what it seems like now is, is that we have multiple private organizations going around the countryside buying up this UFO material, or as far as we know, they could be buying up these clothes that were exposed during UFO encounter, the same way they bought up the UFO met- metamaterial from uh, Lisa Moulton Howe recently for $35,000. Then all of a sudden, that evidence of a UFO encounter is taken out of the public domain. It's gone. It's no longer transparent. It no longer offers disclosure. It's now owned by a private company. And they're not subject to FOIA requests. So you can forget about being able to make any discoveries from this stuff as far as the public domain is concerned. If there's discoveries made, and there very well could be, those discoveries are going to be the sole property of the private company that has bought this stuff. That's why I think it's so important that we have sites like the blackvault.com that release this data out there so that people can understand uh, the importance of the evidence that's left over from these UFO encounters. And hopefully that can bring some open discussion about it, some transparency, and, and possibly one day even some disclosure. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.